Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, Factor Falcon Bigfoot Edition. If the parapost is rocking, don't come a knocking. And <laughs> Russ returns. Ronnie, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't no. pull the mask off that old low ranger, and you don't mess around with Gimlin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was bad even for me. Let's go. <laughs> a wicked mystery a paranormal perfect storm known simply as monsterland the monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness just outside of monsterland massachusetts and now here are your hosts as seen on the travel channel author researcher ronnie leblanc and as seen on the history channel actor host maddie blake Good evening, Ronald. Hello, Matthew. Boy, we are making do. Uh, we're both home. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the confines of Maddie Road Studios. Yes, I have a giant poster for those of you watching the video of Ralph Macchio and Mr. Miyagi <laughs> above my drum set. I am 12 years old. Best movie. Best movie. I, I am uh, pushing 50. 12 years old. 12-year-old intellect. Uh, and Ronald LeBanc, of course, has the wonderful Expedition Bigfoot poster behind him. Yes. Speaking of which, Ronnie, we have quite a show tonight. We are going to uh, Fact or Falcon Bigfoot Edition, which is perfect mm-hmm. because our guest is a Bigfoot guest. We'll get to that. We're going to Parapost. We've got a couple great stories in Parapost. We've got uh, a Monster Media tonight. We haven't done Monster Media in a while. We're going to follow up on the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, that awesome. fantastic new show. We had Kevin Burns and Joe Lassard on a couple of weeks ago talking about that. Last night, as we record this, last night's episode was incredible. Um, and some great UFO footage in last night's episode, Ronnie. I want to talk about that and we'll play the audio from it. Yeah. Um, I think I have a monster voicemail left over. And Ooh. so we got a lot to get to. But Let's dive into our guest. Uh, there was a little controversy, Ronnie. As happens every once in a while, somebody, I guess, posted something that they've got information about the Patterson-Gimlin film. And this happens every once in a while, right? Yeah. Someone says, makes a claim with no evidence and just says, uh, oh, this is the truth of what happened. So our guest, Russ Akerd, your buddy from Expedition Bigfoot, who's calling in any second, he posted a, a thing saying, I stand with Bob, obviously. And you right. and I posted a picture saying, we stand with Bob. So we just want to have Russ on to kind of get his perspective on what the heck this was. Yeah, um, and you're, you're hearing the words, uh, a massacre. <clears throat> and yeah, so what did this guy, this, someone said that they knew that uh, Gim, Patterson Gimlin massacred a Bigfoot family or something? Preposterous. So from the footage, basically, there looks like from... People know M.K. Davis, Thinker Thunker, uh, apparently uh, recoloring the original Patterson-Gimlin footage 
and the water making it look like blood. So Russ is going to jump in now. We'll talk to him about it. Oh, there he is. Oh, there you are. How's it going? You look good. Oh, you guys look great. Ronnie, you need a hat. You're, you're not matching up. Look at that backdrop, though. Look at his. He's got the. Uh, oh, see? Work on this. Maria, Brycey. Brycey. How you doing, Russ? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. You too, man. This is, well, first of all, you know, let's just do a health check. You and your loved yeah. ones, everyone's okay, everyone's safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, we're doing good. We're doing good. The self-quarantine was kind of a, I got a lot of my chores done that I've been putting off forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I was doing yard work today. My wife goes, what is wrong with you? I work very hard. So I'm like clearing brush. I'm like, where she's like, will you slow down? It doesn't often get done in two days. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> it does now. <laughs> um, Russ, you know, it's funny too. I was thinking I kind of had like a little fantasy in my head. Whoa, let, me re- hey. let me rephrase. Just, just, okay, please. Let Russ. me rephrase. Yeah, no. Okay. I was imagining, <laughs> as my imagination tends to run wild, um, if this really goes off grid, if this whole thing, if society fully collapses, oh yeah, I'm packing my family up <laughs> and I'm making my way to you because Please I go. know you're one of those guys that can teach me how to hunt, uh, survive, make fires, make shelter. So I'm coming to you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I know how to make trouble too if I have to. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, great to see you. How was um you you were on Tom Green's podcast? We heard how was that? Yeah, just yesterday. Um, well, it was, it was nothing like this one. I mean, Tom Green really has it together. <laughs> he has a career. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he he was actually a lot of fun. He's um, very personable. Um, very. I don't know if you got to had time to actually listen to that interview, but he was just no, down there. Just quick, quick, quick going, and a huge Bigfoot fan, which was really kind of really. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's in my experience, like it's it's guys who, you know, kind of like pretend they make a career off doing ridiculous things, with rare exception, like uh, as he did. You know, he kind of played a dumb guy, if you will. Right. That oh. takes a lot of cunning and intelligence, right? Uh, you know, he's, he's playing the part. Dude. Yeah, 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 you can tell. Very, yeah. Whereas someone like me, I'm just dumb and dumb. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretending to be dumb, I'm, but it's, I actually am. I thought you were just staying in character. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, Russ, uh, you know, we want to talk about everything that's going on with you. Okay. Um, but we wanted to start with this little bit of controversy. I guess someone posted something. I'll let you talk about it as you want. Uh, tell us what happened and what your perspective is on this whole Bigfoot thing. Um, I oh, could spend master. the next two hours just degrading and that kind of thing. And I, I, it's what it does. It takes me to a level of, you know, at their eyesight, and I'm not going to do that. Basically, quite a few years ago, many, many years ago. Um, an individual, and I'm not going to use names because everybody's going to know who we're talking about anyway. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to dignify them by using their name. So quite a few years ago, some old guy in a basement with a computer decided he was going to start playing with the colors and enhancing and looking, you know, trying to see if he could see something more in every single frame of the Patterson-Gimlin film. And he started, I don't know if it was just lack of oxygen in the basement. I don't know if it was over-imagination. 
I don't know if it was just downright intellectual deficiency. I'm not quite sure. But he started coming across his own theories and came up with this wild story that there was a massacre before the Patterson Gimlin film happened. He came up with uh, um, a narrative that suited him, and he was able to get a lot of attention on the internet by using these stories. And the sad thing is, is people that cannot think freely for themselves are buying into this. Yeah, they're jumping on the bandwagon. Right. So people can buy into anything you want to. If you want to buy into unicorns in my backyard, cool. I'll, talk, I'll say it all day long. We both know that I'm full of crap when I say that. The problem is a lot of people are not doing their due diligence and doing their own research to find out whether it's real or not. That's where it becomes dangerous. So it becomes fanatic religion almost for some of these people. They feel that they have to defend this guy in the basement. They have to feel that um, without being a free thinker, they have to think that they're going to take his word as gospel. Okay, so we're talking about a guy who wasn't there in 1967, who wasn't on the ground directly after the filming. He was no part of this theory that he has, but he's going to sit in his basement and say, well, according to what I'm seeing on these pixels, once I put color to them, I can make that look like blood. So there's got to be blood all over the place. And I'll, and I'll say this, that there's two reasons why you're able to speak to this. And one is, you know, Bob, you represent Bob, you've known him for a long time. Yeah. But two, you have your hands on an original copy of the Paris and Gimlin footage. So you know what this looks like as Absolutely opposed to correct. someone else that is manipulating the, the, the video, the coloring to make it, like you said, matching up with the narrative of this bloody massacre, which, so the water is almost, has been turned into a, a blood red. Is that, is that right? Almost a red. Yeah. Just kind of a, a rusty red. Um, there was, you know, with old 16 millimeter film, you're going to have discrepancies and scratches and everything else in yeah. film. He does not have a first generation copy like I do. Mine is actually from Rene Duhinden who actually copied it on 16 millimeter film from the original. So you're getting the best look at the actual coloring. And if you just base it on looking at an old Western TV show, you can tell the green is green, blue is blue, black is black, orange is orange. Right. But when you start changing colors and uh, straight up adding shadows, uh, from the original that I had, just one single frame that I took, we did a side-by-side -side comparison, and there's the color variance is vastly different to the narrative one. There's a shadow that was added that was not on the original. So there in itself, even if he had a good story, that kind of crap doesn't, sh doesn't stand in court simply due to the fact that the, it has been trifled with. I, I could put a gun in Michael Jackson's hand and say he murdered somebody if yeah. I did it you know, with, with a Photoshop. Why, why so, the shadows? Like, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts on why the hell? Um, it was just too much color. And on the portion, okay, if you go on um, I Stand With Bob Facebook page, there's two, two pictures. One is the original, one is the one that was tribaled with. You'll see on the lower left-hand corner, there's a triangular-shaped um, shadow. Maybe it was just too much to show that it was literally water rippling over rocks, and it, it just... But look too obvious. You can totally tell, like as a neophyte, I'm not a video editor or anything. It's clearly a water. Like it's just like right. you can 
tell it's a brook in the re- in your photo, like the regular still. It's it's a right. brook. It's a babbling brook, or it's water. It's clear. Yeah. So, and if this was if this happened after days after a massacre, how long does it take for water to clear out when it's got that much volume running through it? Right. Sixty right. seconds or less, or right. just. It t- or maybe longer, who knows? But it's not going to sit there. It's that it's color's going to dilute with the water. You're right. Yeah. yeah, it's absurd. But what comes with it is this this guy who acts like he's vulnerable and sweet, and he's he's very concerned, and he's you know I'm really I'm really concerned about Patty. I'm really concerned, and and it's, I'm so upset. And you know, hey guys, it's me again. I'm here to tell you a little bit more about the Patty Gimlin film, and, and I'm thinking. Okay, he's getting he's getting followers that buy it. Number one, number two. If you want to tell a BS story, cool. Tell your BS story until it hurts other people. Right. Until it affects other people. Mm. So then he's got other people that are jumping on the bandwagon because it's got so much attention. Mind you, this is all for clicks on an internet site. I went from 500 clicks to 15,000 clicks because mm. I backed this lie. Yeah. Really. But the problem is with this lie or this BS story, it's hurting people. Yeah. I actually have been running Bob Gimlin's uh, Facebook page for him. And every time somebody sends in a message, you know, I get on the phone with him. Hey, so-and-so said, hey, Bob, um, I want to know if I could get a signed copy or whatever. And I asked Bob, how, how do you want to proceed? And he'll say, yeah, let's go ahead and send him a picture or let's do this, that, you know, that sort of thing. Bob doesn't play on the internet that much. When I get him here, we go through them one by one line items, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, it's good quality time with Bob. But what I've seen is people getting online and threatening Bob. Okay. If I ever see you at a conference, blah, blah, blah. How does it feel to be a murderer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> the things that are saying to this guy, so let's backtrack. Patterson-Gimlin film comes out. There was years and years and years. It's not real. It's not even a real Bigfoot. So that argument was years long. Right. And now, not only can they, they're still arguing whether it's real or not, now we have this whole uh, Bluff Creek massacre thing coming in where <laughs> apparently these Bigfoot that have remained elusive and we can't find, there's a bunch of them that were shot and killed. Yeah. And this latest one um, that this basement dweller said was that uh, hey take uh, it easy on old men in their basement Russ <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I give you exhibit A <laughs> this is my office okay? this is my office I was just saying to Ronnie in the intro of the show I've got uh, Christmas lights Ralph Macho, a drum set I'm like a 12 year old boy in a man's body yes. oh, and, my, and my Bigfoot UFO t-shirt <laughs> Someone stop me. Send help. Yeah. Uh, help. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this whole thing, I don't, uh, realistically, if you want to get out there in front of everybody and tell a BS story, who cares? Yeah. Basically, people will figure it out that you're full of crap. The, but the thing is, this guy got steam, and he got likes and clicks and everything else. And then these other weak-minded people jump on the bandwagon. So let's go on to those guys. So we have this this guy who's hoaxing by way of Photoshop. Then you have a, a guy that used to be in uh, in used to be I don't know if I'm going to even say he ever was used to be <laughs> credible. 
um, researcher that does research and he wrote, wrote a book or two and he talks about, you know, lost people missing kind of thing. Still not going to mention his name either. Mm -hmm. so it's just okay. not worth it. Okay. But let's just say it goes side and side with arrogance. Um, but his ego jumps on the bandwagon and thinks, hey, man, I can get some notoriety here. Maybe sell mm -hmm. some more books by carrying this lie a little further. So he goes and jumps on the bandwagon hmm. and starts kind of backing this BS with, especially for somebody as an investigator or with his alleged background. Right. Where's your evidence? Are you going to accuse somebody with zero evidence? Just and, and if your best evidence is this, I heard from a credible, credible person or I saw this basement dweller's um, colored picture. So I've decided I'm going to buy that. Good for right. you. Believe the story if you want to, but don't discredit the people that are living and, and, and deceased. So he jumps on the bandwagon because he thinks he's got credibility. Okay. So that being said, he was able to take his credibility and flush it down the toilet. You have another researcher who has uh, done interviews and I know he did one for you guys. Uh, I think he did one with you guys. Um, he did. Yeah, but he, he was on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. this is pre this, so yeah, yeah. This is pre, um, and he actually met Bob Gimlin at the conference, the last conference we were at. Shook his hand, acted like his biggest fan. Were we all at that conference together? At that, it's the very same conference. Yeah. Uh, and then months later, he decides, "Gosh, I haven't sold any books in a while. People aren't noticing me. Um, maybe I need some attention." So he jumps on the wagon and he's now <clears throat> just basically he's just repeating everything in the middle of all this there comes a female that everybody this this woman was um she actually was bob's friend was um biggest fan for a couple of years and then she started watching these basement films started questioning it. And I'm thinking, please be strong enough to see through that crap. Um, so she started questioning it and then she started getting obsessed with it and just watching this video after video after video. She actually called Bob and said, Hey Bob, is there any truth to this? And Bob says, no, that's horse crap. You know, just the guy's, the guy's Looney Tunes, just, he's got nothing. I, I would love for them to, to show me what they have for evidence because none of it is real. And he laughed about it. So she called him a couple more times and finally the last phone call they had, which I had this conversation with Bob just the other night. He said, yeah, she was starting to get a little bit weird about it, um, obsessive about it. Hmm. And um, she became one of the, the believers in the, the, the messed up film and the stories. And then she got to the point where she honestly believed what this guy was saying. And then she called Bob and asked him, you know, I heard you murdered these things. And Bob said, I, not a single shot was fired. How could I, are you kidding? You, that's crazy. And she said, and you shot Patty in the back when she tried to walk away. <coughs> and, uh, and Bob says, no, that's not true. And he actually was trying to, trying to tell her that's not true. I don't, I don't have time to explain myself. I, I shouldn't have to defend myself against something that's not true. And it, she ended up screaming at him and he literally hung up the phone. He said, I, I don't know what happened. It just, it was like a light switch clicked. And uh, 
And he said, she came across as my best friend for a couple of years and then just dropped out of sight mentally. It was, it was very odd. <clears throat> so with that, with the female involved, <clears throat> a few of these people are jumping on the bandwagon saying, well, you know, she was, she was, uh, bullied uh, to not say anything. She was told she couldn't say anything. She was, you know, uh, but this was her narrative. This is what she was saying. Um, I could say that, that Maddie is bullying me. I could say that Maddie is threatening me. Does it make it true? Just because I spoke those words? Is that, am I more credible than Maddie? It's just words because I have no proof. I have no audio recording. I have no video of Maddie standing over me ready to thump me. So it's just, it's just, he said, she said, so then you got this, this, uh, Canadian stand-up comic that jumps on the wagon cause he's a joke. You haven't heard about this guy. No, no. There's a YouTube guy on, uh, has a YouTube channel in Canada and, um, I'll, I'll, you guys can do the research. I'm not going to say his name either. All right. I'm looking right now. Yeah, um, but he has, a, he has a YouTube channel, pretty successful, quite a bit of, of followers, and then he jumps on the bandwagon, and with his huge following, he starts putting out this, this BS, as if he ever knew this woman. He acts like he's defending her and defending her honor. Not one photograph of the two of them together, so how could he say he even knew her? He says, well, I have this, this letter that was written to somebody, and, and I'm going to read it to you. So he reads it off as if he really gives a damn about anybody except for himself. And the clicks went crazy. All the, all the people that are Bigfoot-related are going to jump on this bandwagon and, and, uh, and just out of curiosity say, well, wow, what's this? What's, you know, out of curiosity. So he got clicks like crazy, and then he had a lot of people just dropping off because they said, you know, you've kind of gone too far with this because this is totally BS. I was trying to be calm about the whole thing. I'm watching it. I'm talking with Bob and, uh, and I, and I'm, I'm not reading Bob all of the messenger comments that are coming across the internet because right. I'm telling you they were quite hurtful and quite You're protecting disgusting. him from, from some of that stuff or yep. the worst of it. Yeah. So you've got a guy that's 88 years old and you've got this comedian from Canada telling people, I don't care who they are. Go after them. Don't let people get away with it. You know, confront them. And, and he's encouraging this aggressive behavior. And then <clears throat> when he gets on um, the internet with his, his uh, other person that we all met, he gets on there and then he gets really, really vulgar and, you know, threatening people. I had to kick, you know, you're, you're, you're nothing. I'll come kick your ass kind of thing. And I'm thinking <laughs> that's when you know the guy has lost. Right. When a guy has to threaten to kick your ass, then that yeah. means he's got no other resource but but sheer a caveman stupidity. I'm gonna fight you over Bigfoot, fifty year old yeah. Bigfoot video. I know you're somewhere down in the U.S. and I'm way up here in Canada, and oh, I'm, I'm tough because I've got a right. keyboard and I can say these things. Yeah. By the way, do they know your background, Rust? <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> they do not, because they wouldn't say that if they did. Yeah. Well, nobody. He hasn't. He hasn't said that to me. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I see him saying that to other people. Right. And and the thing is, is uh, and this has this has let's let's separate here for a second. Yeah. About four yeah. years ago, I had a guy that was threatening me on the internet. Told me he was going to come kick my butt. And I, I and, and it was hard not to laugh. But I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I said, if I so much as 
<coughs> give you a hard look in a public place, you'll scream like a little snowflake and, and sue <laughs> me because I hurt your little fragile feelings. But I'll tell you what, if you are so inclined to come kick my ass, I actually have a buddy of mine in Spokane, Washington, who has a, uh, it's a, uh, an MMA ring. You have to sign a waiver. You have to sign the waiver that says whatever happens in the ring, you're you're accepting that. I, I said, look, you know, um, here's his contact information. You tell him whatever date works for you. I'll be there. I live close enough. I can come on up. I said, but if you are so inclined to kick my ass, cool. Let I me look. guess. Let me guess. He showed up. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> Give give me whatever notice you need. I don't care, but um, yeah. you know, give me the give me the opportunity to get my ass kicked because you're clearly a badass and I have it coming. Unbelievable. But when people and I'm watching this guy in Canada threaten other people on the internet, and I'm thinking, you know, um, when you threaten people like that, you have to be quite cautious because I'm I'm more of a sound mind. If somebody wants to go around with me, I'm going to do it legally and get in a ring after signing a waiver. I'll do that any day. I don't care. But when what happens is not everybody is that stable and you right. threaten a guy, he's going to show up where you're at and he's going to thump you and give you a lesson. I don't, I don't operate that way. Right. I just, I have to do it correctly, legally dignified, but <clears throat> I know that some of the people that he is threatening are, if they get the opportunity, he's got a, a surprise to come in. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. Yeah. It's also, you know, what's sad, why Ronnie and I wanted to have you on, Russ, is that when we met Bob and spent the weekend with him, um, thanks to you and your generosity, we grew to love the guy. And, you know, we, we were so, in, in the interview when we interviewed him, he talked about how he stepped away from the whole Bigfoot thing because he was criticized. As you said at the beginning, people thought the whole thing was fake. He said, then he went to that one thing with you and he got a standing O. And he said, that changed my whole perspective on it. And he finally comes back into the Bigfoot community, as it were. And then someone does this. At 88 years old, to think that he's hurting in any way um, really hurt Ronnie and I. And we wanted to have you on to talk about it. You know, I would ask people who have just rational people, I would just ask you this. What, what is more probable? That Patterson Gimlin got a few seconds of a Bigfoot walking by and were able to film it for a second or that there was a massacre and they killed a family of Bigfoot and hid it and covered it up and dragged the bodies out or who knows what they do with the body. I mean, really just use your heads. What is more likely to have happened? Right? Right. Let me, let me backtrack you just for a second <clears throat> because I know that this is, <clears throat> and I don't mind if you keep this in this cut. Um, I don't mind if you keep this in there. Um, it was not me that took him to his first thing, brought him out of Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It was someone, he actually was invited by Rene Duhendin and a bunch of others to show up at this conference. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They asked him to come to, to Russia, and he said no. They came here. They had a conference, and it was a chance for him to actually <clears throat> be recognized in a very positive light. So I had nothing to do with that. Okay, that was, okay. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I, I've come into it years after that. He's, he's just... Um, but I think at 88, 88 years old, okay, it's who amazing. threatens an 88-year-old man? So think about the caliber of person who would do that. Right. So. And, um, and you could, Ronnie, we've, we've played things on this show all the time in our fact and Factor Falcon and things like, you can make anything 
look very real, right? You know, on the internet with enough tricks. And, uh, and by the way, what you posted, uh, Russ, didn't look that real anyway. So it's just sad that it's happening. And, and we're thankful that you got a chance to come on this platform and, and yeah. say your piece. And, and I'm glad he has someone like you to, yes. you know, say protect, but yeah, you are a protector. That's how you are. Like from, from getting to know you, you you're one of these people that I, I would take a bullet. You take a bullet for me. You're just one of these type of people. And uh, I'm glad that he has you in, in his corner because this is something that can damage somebody and, um, you know, just kind of really throw him off his, his quest, his goal. So yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Russ, how, how are his spirits? Like you said, you're protecting him from a lot of this. Does it, what's his general, like, I hope he's not hesitating on doing stuff, you know, conferences and things moving forward because of this. Sadly, it's crossing his mind. Shit. Um, he's at the point where, um, you know, you get enough negative attention. He's 88 years old. How, and I want, and that's why I got involved. I wanted to see him get the last of his years, whatever he, we got left with Bob Gimlin. I wanted him to be dignified and, and be treated with a little bit of respect and, and have his, his, time in the light and what happens is when people get caught up in somebody else's bullcrap let's 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 talk about this massacre just for a second allegedly there was a massacre and all these things were killed um they the a logging company or somebody it's so so many different variations so let's just say somebody called in uh special people from the canadian government to come down and massacre these Bigfoot because they were a problem to either a project they wanted to do, whether it's a logging company or a bunch, who knows? Anyway, it's just, just that piece of it alone. Yeah. We're in the U S and since we can't handle our own stuff, we're going to have the Canadian government come down and take care of a problem. First off, let's get those weapons across the border first. Yeah, okay. Let's give that a try. Uh, Secondly, if you think that, that the U S government or anybody in the U.S. would withstand the pressure of allowing another government to come in and annihilate something that we had so little information on at the time, but you got another thing coming. It just doesn't happen that way. We have something that very few people knew about, and suddenly they're a problem, they're a nuisance, and we have to kill them all? Right. Highly unlikely. But, okay, so let's, let's go with that. They said that these government officials were professionals in tracking and killing Bigfoot. Where do you get a team like that? <laughs> yeah, where's the Bigfoot killer? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's strange. It's, it's, it's silly. It, it just sounds the silly. The dirty dozen. And, and even if you do, look, these things are fun to, you know, talk about in a vacuum. Let's, let's take the nastiness yeah. out of it. Um, it's fun to, you know, come up with alternate theories of the Zapruder film, for example, and make up things and talk yeah. about it. But even if, even if you are interested in this theory, like you can do it kindly. You can, do, you can research, you can do your due diligence, as you said, Russ, you can, you can be interested in it and ask questions. This whole like attack thing, you murder, you, you know, it's so angering because it's just not right for the nice, he's the, I, I, anyone who's on that train, I would just, if you're watching this or listening to this and you've never met Bob Gimlin, shame on you. Yeah. Because he is the nicest guy, you know. And Ronnie, you asked him even at one point during our interview, like, would you have shot him? And you could see, yeah. you know, would you have shot Patty if it came, if you felt threatened? And you could 
see him really struggle with that. Like, this isn't a guy who would massacre. It's just right. not him. And shame right. on those people who are saying those things to him. Shame on you. Well, let's, let's, let's pretend for a second these Canadian government uh, assassins <laughs> came in and <laughs> annihilated these five Bigfoot that were a menace to society. Yeah. <laughs> and they, as Patty was walking away, um, she was shot in the back. It, 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 does that not sound okay? So we're so far outstretched, but the, the sounds like an episode of The Wire. <laughs> sounds, sounds like somebody's fantasy island gone wrong. It's just crazy. It sounds like one of your books, like something you write in a book. Oh, come on, no, not one of yours. Not, not one of yours. Mine. <laughs> so, so you got this uh, this thing that plays out, uh, and then they allow the Patterson Gimlin film to be viewed. Okay, as yeah, soon as those the guys thing. hit yeah. Yakima, hey, we were in Bluff Creek on this creek bottom, and we're going to go down and do some, you know, there's still footprints down there. we got to cover them. Do you know how many people descended on Bluff Creek to get footprints and look for evidence and everything oh, else? Yeah. If you had just buried five bodies or whatever they say, collected trophies, DNA, there's going to be so much evidence left behind, literally. Why would you draw attention to your own crime scene? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but this is this is the mind of a basement dweller. So and, and I'm not buying. It's it. I'm just sorry. spreads like wildfire on uh, you know Facebook yeah. and these other groups that it's oh there's a massacre. How like you said, people just instantly they're bored right now and they're commenting yeah. on anything they can. <laughs> Russ, yeah. what can people do? What can people do to? Um, express their support for Bob or get message to him. I don't know. Is there, is there a site or something people can do to send him love right now? Yeah. There's a Facebook page called I stand with Bob. And what they're doing is people are sending in the pictures of when they met Bob and they write down there, uh, I stand with Bob. And I'm telling you, it's got a lot of steam. There's a lot of people involved in that. Um, Craig Woolheater and Shelly Covington, Montana are running that site. And it's, it's about positivity. It's about good, good stuff. That's awesome. And, the funny thing is, is you don't see people uh, making a, a site and posting all over the place, I stand with the guy in the basement. That just sounds <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Or, or I, I stand with the comedian in, in, uh, in Canada. Classless act. Nobody's doing that either. And I'm yeah. telling you, the other guy, the researcher, the, the, uh, the one that wrote the books about missing people, he didn't like people getting pictures with him. So nobody's standing with that guy either. Ronnie, text me those two names right now. Text you know, me. I don't want. You know who that last one is. I want to know the comedian. And you know and I want to know like text you know me. Who the other one is because yeah. I might know the comedian actually. You know what I mean? Well, I know some no, Canadian comedian. Well, comedian, I don't know, but well, actually, the thing is, let's let's. I'm going to clarify. I call him the Canadian stand-up comic because he's a joke. But oh. the thing is, is he's a he's actually a uh, he does he does hunting guides or does videos on how to hunt. The thing is with this guy is I have my own, yeah, I have oh, my own, uh, uh, I, I, my dad really? was Really? Him? Aw. Yeah. yeah. I so dug I, his, I dug what he was do, doing. Start watching his stuff and then you'll, you, you can, you, then you can make a reassessment. It's okay. Well, the, the one on our show I'm bummed about because I, I dug talking to him and I, I dug what he had come up with you know some of the things he had shot uh, you know came up with yeah. evidence wise was i thought pretty compelling and that's yeah. too bad that's too bad that he's been sucked down this uh elite oh, yeah. bigfoot 
government assassin squad. <laughs> I, I hope they're, I mean. Hey, uh, I, I see a movie script. Oh, Russ, in your, um, in your military time, um, how many times were you sent on a top secret mission to kill Bigfoot? I lost, I have to, let me get my calculator here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. You don't want to give that up. It's top secret. I'm sorry. I put you in a bad position. I, I got to look at my trophy room and see how many mounts I have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Russ. I, I do. I, I want. I do want to say this. There's a this this. There's an individual in Canada that does this. Teaches people uh, this hunting BS. Here's my problem with that. I my dad was an outfitter in Montana, and for six years I got to work with him during every hunting season. And he okay. would bring people from back east to go up and do hunting. And the first thing he would ask before he would even let them come out to Montana is, "Why do you want to? Why do you want to get an elk?" Unless he heard the right things. He would say, you have the wrong number. I want nothing to do with you. Because the guys would say, well, I have a family of six. And I'm, I need mm. to feed my family. Okay, mm. good. You're welcome here. But if, then if you get this jack wagon that goes on there and says, well, you know, I want to get the one with the biggest horns and I want to put a, you know, fill up my trophy room. And I don't care what you do with the meat. You didn't just throw mm. that out. Mm. That, that, my friends, I have no use for people like that. Yeah, yeah. So you get people that that hunt for sport, hunt for a, a, a trophy in the room. So how how manly is that? Okay, you go out in the forest, you stock things that leave a track. Right. You're hunting with a weapon that you can shoot from several hundred yards away. You're fairly safe, tough guy. So you're hunting something just for the skin on its back and the antlers on its head. You're talking about a majestic creature or something that the wildlife has taken care of long before humans ever came along. Right. So to endorse and to go out and promote, hey, come bag the big game. I don't care if you want the meat or not. We don't, we'll, we'll get your trophy. Or killing simply for sport. If you want to be, if, if you're that guy, if you, if you want to prove a little bit of manhood, enlist in the military. Hunt something that can hunt you back. No, I love it. I love it. Russ, hey, you're, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and the whole tough guy thing, you know, you, you don't have to fight everybody you don't get along with online either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's our message. It's so silly. It's so juvenile. Like, and like I said, even if you are interested in alternate theories and fun, like be kind, be nice. Don't be an yeah. idiot. Don't be right. stupid. Yeah. Um, Russ expedition Bigfoot. Have you heard, have you heard anything? Where do, where do we stand? Ronnie, Russ, are we coming back? Are we coming back? Listen, all I know is this. I took our image, which is behind us right here. Yeah. And I just put a little fire behind it and I posted yeah. it. And people were like, season two, season two. They're ready. I, just, I just did it was because it was cool, but we are, we're still waiting you guys, here. You, you know? guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right okay. back. Okay, okay right. great. Yeah, great. I, I'm, I'm not going to be outdone here. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, all right, I'm we'll wait. Right you know what? I'm getting. He's going to get some Expedition Bigfoot thing. I'm going to take this time to remind our monsters uh, that they can go to dellscoffee.com. Dell's Coffee, specialty coffee from around the world. Dell's uses the finest, freshest beans from quality crafted beans with care, fresh and local. Dell's Coffee, they know it's all about the bean. Ronnie, they just sent me a bag of coffee. Um, I should actually go get that and show it to you. They, uh, the yeah, people at Dell's Coffee. my coffee? I'm going to send you a bag of beans. Don't you worry. <laughs> Um, also, we want to encourage you to 
Go to at Monsterland Pod. We're on Adori, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our iHeartRadio. You can send us a message at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail message, which we love. Our new monster voicemail is 401-400-0965. That's 401-400-0965 or 09ML for Monsterland. Uh... So uh, those of you who are listening, Russ has left the camera, but he has just put a huge framed picture (laughs) of Expedition Bigfoot behind him. (laughs) That's fantastic. I will not be outdone. No. (laughs) Whose is bigger? That's the question. (laughs) Ronnie, if yours is bigger, I'm going to challenge you to a duel. I'm going to beat you up after school. (laughs) It's not the size of the frame, fellas. It's how you hang it. I like I like your uh, the matte finish you got there. Oh yeah, that, I I beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we're still waiting to hear, obviously, with this with everything. The thing is, I, I will tell you this much: I know that um, as far as myself, Ronnie, Bryce, Maria, Doctor Maria, um, even the um, the showrunner, we would all jump at the opportunity to do a second season because it was really it was awesome. very very cohesive, a lot of fun. And I know that just like any other, any other season one, there's always talk and discussion about, hey, are we going to do a season two? How were the numbers? Where was the money? How did the audience respond to it? There's all those variables. So I know that that was being discussed. And the thing is, is until they say we have a green light and I put my feet in the dirt in front of a camera, all I can do is be hopeful just like Ronnie is and everybody else. Um, we are hopeful, and I, but and I do know I do know that they were discussing it um, as far as how far that's gone or where that goes from here. Um, and look, we're all locked down. What perfect time to be out in the freaking woods doing social distancing right. in front yes. of a camera? <laughs> totally agree. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, Russ, we can quote you on that. If there is a season two, you're down for it. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll do it as long as he's not doing it. <laughs> uh, I got to check my schedule. Russ Akert, American hero. Um, thank you for everything that you do. Thanks for <laughs> getting Bob's back. Hey, Russ, where, done? do you want to promote anything? Like where can, peop- are can you, people go are, anywhere? Is our podcast over with? Are You're we done? done? You're done. You're out of here. I didn't know there was a time limit. <laughs> I was just getting started, man. I'm getting uh, rallied up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you What do you want to talk about, Russ? All right, Russ, go ahead. I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I got dinner waiting, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the tummy growling from here. <laughs> yeah, so, Yoko's um, up there making a feast. So, Russ, talk uh, your conference, which is coming up Labor Day weekend, which we're supposed yeah. to all be at. Where What's What's the status of that? Is there an update? Um, I uh. Okay, so just like any other state, we're in that, that whole lockdown situation. Right. The problem with the conference, and, I, and I'm really keeping a close watch on this, I'm still, all systems go, I'm still hoping that everything, we're talking September. Yeah. So it's a ways out there. Yeah. The, the, my question that's coming up is when they do the social distancing thing, and then when we go back to work, they, you want to keep a little bit of separation. I'm wondering if by September they will allow crowds mm. to the extent that we're going to have. Mm. And I'm nervous to say they might still have that uh, limited crowd occupancy in any one given building. And right. it, I, I, I might be running into that. You look hungry. Tough Matt, call, Matt. Man. 
Would Matt, you, you look hungry. <laughs> I told you I'm hungry. Would you um you should see me eat. I mean you you have seen well, me eat. I can eat like I can I can eat. It's, I, it's ridiculous. Ohio. Oh yes. <laughs> I have pictures. Breakfast, like you know, that's why this people, much pancake. I mean that's why we were stocked by Bigfoot because they were looking for food sources because <laughs> I was eating everything in the hotel. You still smell the pancake on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Russ, that's a great question, Ronnie. Thank you. You should host something someday. Um, yeah, maybe. So if, if they did restrict numbers, um, is that something you might think about? Or at that point, would you say, let's, let's postpone until post this? Like, is there a way you could do it in that way with like smaller conference numbers on each individual segment? Uh, I, I, if, if they start restricting the limiting the crowd, because, you know, you're talking 1200 people last, last time I had a conference and the numbers this year, we're probably going to be about double that. Yeah, right. So if you try to do a conference and say, okay, well, I only let 100 in at the door at a time, you guys have to stay separate, I, I'll, I'll piss everybody off. So I think best thing, best case scenario is if, I'm just saying if, um, if we run into that obstacle, then I have to um, surrender to the, po just to, to canceling the conference, but I hope I don't have to do that. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. That would definitely suck. Yeah. Uh, we are so looking forward to it. Um, do you want to stick around? We're going to keep going with the show. You want to stick around? I'm yours, man. Because we're going right. yes. to share you the guys. screen and do all this fun stuff. Let's play another round of Fact or Falcon. So this is two Bigfoots right on our page. They're right next to each other. So, uh, Russ, I don't know if you remember this, but we have a, a bit that we got called Fact or Falcon in which we look at a piece of potential evidence. And if we think it's real, if we think there's something to it, we say it's a fact. If we think it may have been manipulated or it's just a misidentification, like maybe it's a bear or something, we say Falcon. It comes from Mark D'Antonio, who uh, poo-pooed a video. Poo -pooed. So, so this is our first one right here. I don't know if you guys can see that right there. Yeah. Okay, Bigfoot caught on trail cam. What do you think? Um, it, it's, the, it's, it's a creature on all fours. Looks like it's kind of climbing up a hill. Um, it's definitely trail cam footage. It's kind of black and white, a little blurry. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Old to you, Russ, or is this, um, is this okay. like an older photo? Can I tell you what I see just by uh, initial look? Please. Yeah. If you look at the direction it's facing, it looks like a square white salt lake up in front, in front of the face. Yeah, keep right going. there. Keep going. Go, 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 go. There. Right there. Is that a square salt lick? All right, now take your hand and cover the entire front half of that thing to where all you see is the butt and the back leg. Butt and the back leg. Yep. yep. Just, okay. just look at the rear of that. Yep. The way that leg has got that curve like a chicken thigh. Yes, yes. And the bottom of it, that that is not indicative of a human thigh, a human leg. Hmm. So just, just by separating those two, um, I don't know what it is, but I, I would say that it doesn't have the long straight from hip to knee and yeah. knee to foot like we would as a straight leg. Mm. That looks more like a, a dog leg, a bear leg, an animal leg. Okay, excellent. Um, I also don't like this right here. I don't need that. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? Looks like a ski mask. Head? Yeah, like yeah. is that? It's Cookie Monster. Yeah, and it doesn't have the slope. Bigfoot has the sloped. Well, uh, is, neck, is, right? is, is that really just light? Can, can you see in the background how light the, yes. it's kind of whitewashed? 
Is that yeah. almost like light that's kind of creating that where it almost looks like it's cutting into the yes. the head it, and it's not? No, it's a great, it's a, because it's, there's not enough there to really get a, an absolute on it. That is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to falcon this one because it just. Was it, a, was it considered a Bigfoot picture? I mean, people are, people are debating, as you can see here on the Facebook page. Um, it was in a Facebook group, right? Um, yeah. Unknown, uh -huh. Bigfoot caught by trail cam. And this okay. was just, what, uh, April 4th, so a few weeks back. Yeah. I'm going to falcon it, Ronnie. What do you say? Um, I kind of like it, but I don't, I don't know. I, I will, I'll say fact just for uh, shit. Okay. You like it? Something to it? Uh, Russ, do you think it's possibly an animal? Probably not Bigfoot. I, I, I lean more towards animal just on the merit of the back leg only. Okay. If I only use that as my deciding factor. And talk about the salt lick. Pardon? Talk about the salt lick. Why did, talk to me about that. What it, why did you notice that? I don't know if it's a salt lick or not, but generally if you have a white block of salt, it draws in deer, uh, anything that wants the salt. It'll lick the salt for the, the mineral. So um, it just seemed out of place. If you're out in the middle of nowhere with a trail cam up, Generally, you don't carry a, a heavy salt lake with you. Right. Um, but it, without, even without the salt lake, let's just pretend I didn't notice the square, the white square thing. It's um, amazing your eyes picked up on that right away, though. You're like, because you're, you're looking for the, that stuff with the trail cam and boom. You yeah, that was good. Up on that. Can you well, come I, on every I week? Hate, I hate looking at stuff like that and, and finding things that I question and doubt right away. I'd rather see something and say, holy crap, that's great. Yeah. But, right. but those two things... You know what? If is now look at look at his butt, right at his butt. Okay, yeah, right there. If you look behind, right, come up with your finger a little higher. Hi, stop. Is that a fence post? Yeah, Maddie, can you blow up that pic? Can you stand by to cl click on it so that it fills it, up your entire screen? We're seeing ex everything right on from your laptop. I yeah. wonder if we can. If you look at that, if that happens to be a fence post, by yeah, that see that's awful square white, but but if. That might not be because I see branches coming off of it. I was going to say is if that was a fence post, um, it would give some indication of size. But it ha you can see the, yeah. the branches coming off the the uh, right side of that. So it's that's the top of a tree or a, a something. Right. But um, yeah, but that back leg is what has got me more leaning towards animal than Bigfoot. All right, that's okay. good. That's good. That was a good fact, Falcon. Our next one. Oh, by the way, that came from. Uh, let's see. I think it was unknown. Yeah, unknown. Which uh, n uh, unknown with two n's or three n's. Stand by. Sorry. I like it though. There's no question. I like it. Right. That's, this other one I I saw and I, and I shared it, and people were like, uh, uh, one gentleman said, uh, "Why do you keep on posting shit like this? Aren't you worried about your credibility?" And I was like, "What credibility?" Oh, yeah. look, <laughs> Nice. Well, we've okay. talked about this before, Ronnie. Uh, we post, we post, you decide. Right. Okay, so this is the, oh yeah, so that came from, that first picture came from unknown. Yeah. U-N-K-N-O-W-N-N-M. Uh, and wow. then this came, uh, this is a YouTube video. It's called Elusive Bigfoot Caught on a Remote Camera Hunting Deer. So let's take a look at this. Trail so camera capable of capturing short video footage set up to gather data on wolverines, in central Alberta, captures what appears to be a tall, dark figure assumed to be the elusive Bigfoot 
hunting prey along the trail. That's the intro to the video. Okay. And here we go. Now, let me move you guys because I think it happens on the right side, right, Ronnie? Yes. Like here, so, Russ, is where we're look, looking? Yeah, look okay. at that dark, dark mass in the middle. And it, is, okay. it doesn't look like it moves. Here we go. I'm going to hit play. So for those of you listening and not watching, we're seeing trail cam video. There's a cluster. There's a deer. I see the deer on the tree to your, in the center of the thing. I see yeah. his white ear still. Okay, there's a deer. Yeah. Okay, if we look here. Right. We might have to watch this again, too, because it's just yeah. very in curious. A, in a group of trees, there's a black something, and it starts moving, right, Ronnie, about now. Yeah. Oh, boy, Ronnie, I don't know. That looks so CGI to me. Now that it's so black, right? Behind now that I see, oh my God, I can see it pixelating. And the yeah. deer is still not moving. Yeah, look at that. I didn't see, I could only see it on our little small screen. When you blow it up, you can actually see things pixelating. Like, yeah, I have it. I, I'm, I keep on looking off over here because I have a, my big TV screen that I have my computer connected to. So I'm seeing it on a bigger yeah, scale. Yeah, that's fake. I mean, unless, they're, unless we're seeing, you know, the interdimensionality, interdimensionality of the Bigfoot and, and that's what it looks like because it's a, you know, but no, that, that is like, look at that. It's pixelating. Yeah. It's, it, that's it does, a, it's a falcon. Falcon. Day. 100% in my estimation. I never saw it that, that up close. Yeah. Um, no way, man. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It, 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 you know, it's almost like the, you know, the shadow person density, how dark it is. Yeah. It, and it almost just doesn't look. Yeah. A lot of our monsters agreed, Ronnie. Video has been edited, obviously. Susan says, look, spliced in Falcon. Donald didn't like it. Kevin says, Falcon, do you see the deer? Um, Craig says, come on, guys. Love the podcast. Oh, this is the guy. And love you guys. This is obviously 100% fake. The thing uh, crossfades in and out of nowhere. Look at the weird effect around the trees. Got to give us some better stuff than this. Um, and then we said, looks almost like a shadow person. So dark as to be unnatural. We're a bit dubious, but we, re we report you decide. Um, yeah, no, that is, that is a falcon. Right, yeah, the deer, the deer was absolutely unresponsive to it. Generally, a deer is not going to tolerate that. But, you know, it's good when we do these things, too, because I think you need to call out the stuff that's clearly, uh, wow. wow. Speaking of credibility. That was sponsored by uh, Bull Spit Brewing yeah. Company. Yes. Um, oh, let's do another segment. <laughs> let's do another segment. A little something we like to call. Time for this week's para post, 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 post. Parapost, Russ, this is when we uh, look at the world of, of social media in the paranormal. We find interesting things that have been posted. Now, we did an episode before. Keep, keep going. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to get a refill. He's just a man of many I can noises. still hear you. Uh, <laughs> My partner has a drinking problem, Russ. <laughs> His problem is he doesn't have another drink in front of him. Um, <laughs> Will that Bluetooth pick up everything he says and does? Because if he goes in and yeah. takes a whiz, we're going to hear it. You know what's really funny is that after he gets back, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> Our sponsor is Green Goodness. Oh, nice. Oh, it's nice. Delicious. Um, yeah. I'll let you guys discuss this, actually. Um, so, Ronnie, Russ, you wouldn't know this, but we did an episode some time ago about the artist. We called it the artist-alien connection, but really it was about artists and anything paranormal. It just had the nice right. alliteration to call it the artist-alien connection. And we focused especially on how, you know, it seems to be so much that musicians especially 
have had these UFO encounters, um, strange paranormal things about their lives, um, you know, everything from Elvis to John Lennon had a UFO experience, on and on and on, and we talked about that. Um, so with there's been a bunch of UFO sightings recently right. um, since we've been in quarantine. It keeps happening, and we don't know if it's because people are looking up more because they're home or, or if they're maybe watching us because they see that things have shut down. It's cleaner. Right. Yeah, yeah the air's been great. This comes from Loudwire. Rockers react to bizarre UFO sightings in Arizona and California. Several rockers have reported bizarre UFO sightings last night, this is April 15th, in Arizona and Southern California. Um, asking Alexander's Ben Bruce, Dorothy, from first to last, Matt Good and others have taken to Twitter to discuss what they saw, and their replies to their tweets confirm that many people also witnessed similar phenomena. So it's not just like rock stars seeing this, a bunch of people saw these things, and we're, we have video in a second that we'll get to. Um, Bruce said he saw a lot of UFOs flying in a straight line spaced evenly apart from each other, reappearing from the same location. Dorothy, who lives near San, uh, San Diego, excuse me, explained they weren't flashing, moved fast, and didn't make any sounds the way an airplane would. And a bunch of people, you know, got on social media and agreed with them. Um, ben Bruce, his tweet said, I just saw so many UFOs flying in a line, consistent, evenly spaced, appearing in the same spot over and over again. Anyone else see this shit? Yeah. So that led to this news report here. This is, this is what they saw, basically. Like, see that? There's a line of lights in the sky, um, clearly in formation, and a bunch of people saw these things on Wednesday night. This is Fox 10 local affiliate with this report. Uh, 17 lights just flew over the valley, up in the atmosphere from southwest to northeast across the sky. Please tell me these are the good guys. Uh, yeah. And then some people said, I just saw about 20 satellites, in quote, but a lot of people were saying those don't look like satellites and they're not, not acting like satellites. Yeah. So I mean, the immediate uh, response has been it's Elon Musk his uh, Starlink satellite system, which is a bunch of satellites, they're evenly spaced together, like connected in a way, um, moving together. But there's been um, other sightings of these orb or balls of light that don't have that perfect pattern that are kind of spread out. And there seems to be 20, 30 uh, of these objects. So some of these are, are a little bit different than the, the Starlink ones, but. Didn't you guys post one just the other night where there was, it looked like a row of four of them? Yeah, there was um, yes. three, Let's see if I can find and um, I was looking at that again, and I feel like I see something towards the end of the video that makes me think that there's something. Um, Let's go to that. Man-made. Russ, you, you, you are skeptical even with the Bigfoot thing. Um, so where do you stand with kind of anomalous lights and UFOs? Have you ever had an experience? You spent a lot of time out in the woods alone. Um, doing your hunting thing and all that tracking. Have you ever had any weird light anomalies or anything like that? No, I, I what I actually had happen to me was in broad daylight. And it was when I was a kid, uh, my sister and I watched something cruise across the sky that was just highly unnatural. And mm. uh, it was these three orbs that kind of rolled around each other. They were on the opposite hillsides quite a few miles away. Oh my God. And they dropped down and almost touched the ground. And then they just shot out across the, the, the sky like they had been shot by a, a bow. It was just ridiculous. Wow. I've never heard that story, Russ. I didn't know. That. What did you make of that at the time, Russ? 
Um, it made my sister upset. I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. I wonder what that was. But my sister was just deeply distressed by it. And I thought, it, if, you, if you think that we're the only things in this entire universe right. with the means to have intellect, a way to move, a way to fly, a way to communicate, then you're naive. There's, there, we cannot be the only thing with a brain capacity in the entire existence of everything. So, so I mean, you're, you're, open, you're open to yeah. it? Yeah. Russ? I, I, yeah. Wow. Yep. That's interesting. What, what color were those rusts? Do you remember the, the I think they were gray, silvery um You know what? I I I have I think more gray kind of silver like a metallic reflective, kind but of, yeah. Really? Yeah. But they, you know at first, when I very first saw it, I thought they were much closer. I thought it was maybe a hundred yards away and they were three balloons tied together because that's you know that's how they kind of moved around each other. Wow. And then uh, when they came down closer to the ground, but the, the problem was when they came down closer to the ground, they went, that's when I was able to tell that they were much further away than just a hundred yards or so. They were, they were so they way had, the heck out they there. They had to be pretty big with that. Yep. On the other side right. of the valley floor. And this was in Montana and they came all the way down to where they literally looked like they touched the ground. Wow. And as soon as they touched, they just shot off in a direct line and faded into just, they just disappeared all within just seconds. That's amazing. It was, it was just weird. You say your sister was, was upset. Talk more about that. Like, did she feel something, you know? No, it just, it, I was raised in a very, very religious family. Yeah. And my sister wasn't ready to, to believe that there was anything besides God, Adam, even us. Got it. So. Yeah. Just, more it, traditionalist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Me, I don't. Sure. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, I want to look at this video real quick yeah. uh, as our second pair of posts. This is, this was posted, uh, space source, um, posted, they post a lot of UFO videos. Some are, I scrolling through their feed. Some are, you know, pretty ridiculous Falcons. Like obviously others yeah. are, are pretty good. You know, they posted it all kind of like you, they just hey. willy nilly, no research, just post it. Um, so I want to look at this. This is supposedly from, from ISS, the, yes, uh, the International, International Space Station. Station. Yeah. Russ, this is a cool video. Watch this and we'll listen to what our monsters say about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. moving fast. Two objects, two silver round objects coming up to the ISS. They can't quite get focus on them, Ronnie. And you can hear no. the chatter. Um, now, Go ahead, Ronnie. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just, I'm just recollecting here because I think initially when I first saw this video, there was only one. You're scrolling. Oh. You scrolled out of the hole. There we go. <laughs> and and uh, now there's two, and that may be the case. But I'm wondering if this oh. has been. I mean, it it's cool. It's exciting. Anytime you have like NASA ISS type videos, but right. to me, again. It just seems a little CGI-ish to me. They can never quite focus in on them. Like, you know, you'd think an ISS camera would be able to rack focus a little bit better right. than that. Um, Aaron, super fan, says, I've seen this one a couple of years ago. The audio doesn't seem to make sense with the video. It sounds like a bunch of different sound clips edited into one, which is exactly my thought when I was listening to it. Yeah. It sounded like someone took real clips of people saying we have an identified object and slapped them together because – there's male voices, female voices. They sound different. It's not one consistent mission control voice to someone in the ISS. It just sounds weird. Um, no focus on it. So Aaron says Falcon 
even though this is a parapost, I'm going to say Falcon on that one too, unfortunately. Falcon. Yeah. But it's a cool video. People, yeah, people are so creative with what they can do. Well, it's, I, I don't it's, know why they do it. We're just seeing – it's like the theme, right, of tonight. It's like they're repurposing yes. videos, repurposing stories to fit their – their narrative with the, the whole massacre bull crap. I mean, come on. Yes. Um, so let's keep moving along. I want to do a little uh, monster, monster media, Ronnie. Um, this is, I don't have the monster media drop. Damn it. <laughs> so I'll just do this one instead. You are very jacked. <laughs> How about this? for my hip-hop cred. <laughs> um, this is when we, we look at things, Russ, that are in the media that are paranormal-related. Right. And producer Dave, our producer who is, is not with us right now, he's, uh, he had another thing to do. Um, although he's monitoring, which is kind of creepy. Big <laughs> Brother's watching. Yeah. He's, um, he's going to jump in any second now. He wanted to follow up on a couple weeks ago, we had the producers of the new show, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yep. Um, what do you know about Skinwalker, uh, Russ? Are you familiar with it? Yeah. Yes, a little and, bit. And thoughts? Think there might be something to it or is it not interested? No, no, no. I'm very interested <laughs> in it. No, Derek! <laughs> I think... I, I think there's a lot more to it than just what we visibly see with our eyes. I work in the nuclear industry, and when you have things that are going off the charts as far as contamination, radiation levels, there's more in the soil and more in the in the air and in, in the area than mm. we're given credit to as well. Mm. And I've been talking to um, Ryan Skinner, who is actually an integral part of that, and he's. We've had some conversations a bit about it, and. He wrote the book, Hunt for Skinwalker, right? What was it? Well, the Hunt for Skinwalker, wasn't that what he wrote? Or am I thinking somebody else? Uh, it, might, it might be. We didn't, sadly, as much as I've talked to him, I've never discussed his book. What a loser am I, huh? Don't talk to the guy about his book. But thanks, guys, for asking me about my books. How, you're writing the new one, aren't you? I am. Anyway, less, less about me, more about Skinwalker. I'm working on the third one, yes. Um, the Skinwalker... Um, it's it's highly it was has been highly protected and then the the previous owner I, I understand that there was some some conflict with him uh, people thinking that he was over exaggerating a lot of the things but then after speaking with Ryan there was a lot more to it than just uh, when you get into uh, the molecular level and radiation and things that can can produce energy or light or damage it's it's a whole new level and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's a um ufo related so i'm torn with that whole activity going on at skinwalker ranch because either it is well the show yeah either it is completely ufo and extraterrestrial related or you're close enough to a testing site of military or or um uh nuclear or radiation projects that you're going to get anomalies. Hmm. How did that well, sound? I know what I'm trying to fantastic. say, but I don't know if, don't know if it's no, sounded. I, I got it. I, I got it. You're right. Um, and th that's what th we're really excited about this show. Uh, we yeah. had the producers on a couple weeks ago. And um, 
they're doing exactly what you're talking about, Russ, a really good job of, because we couldn't see what Bigelow was doing. That was all top secret. Right, right. And, and everything that Bigelow did, owner. right, was either hidden or made classified. Um, right. So we don't really know what the results were and what they're willing to share. So we're, this new show, we're actually seeing them do it, which is insane, you know? And they got some really, last night, as we record this, it was last night, um, they got some really good UFO footage. They, they had two sightings of a UFO. So what they were doing, and, and to your point, Russ, they're actually going through the science. So right. they're, they're exposing the fact that there is some sort of anomaly, and it seems to be coming from above the ranch. The, so the scientists, and, and I don't know if you knew this, but I'm not a scientist. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But um, they're, they're showing that these, these elevated levels of some of these gamma rays and some other dangerous yeah. things yeah. Are, are becoming less active closer to the ground and then spiking as you up, get up into the atmosphere. So they believe that it – and they even triangulated it. So they, they, they've almost found a spot, like a pinpoint, uh, above the ranch that seems to be putting off – bad things, if you will. Um, so they were shooting rockets to try to test this, to really nail this down. And while they're shooting shit into the sky, they see a UFO. The whole team sees it. And it's really an amazing scene because they even have like an intern from the local college who works with one of the stars of the show. And you can hear her, and she's very scientific. She's a rocket, you know, into rocketry. And She's an expert in rockets and she's helping them launch these things. And you hear her going like, whoa, wow, wow, wow. Like she doesn't know what it is. So here they are. I'm going to play this clip real quick. Um, here they are replaying for their boss, the new owner of, of Skinwalker. Um, they're playing the footage and you'll actually see, I think it's great UFO footage. So it, it appears to all of them twice and it appears out of nowhere it, it's a round, almost silver metallic ball, ball type of thing. And they said the video, of course, doesn't do it any justice. Right, it, it materializes it looks out of, Yeah, it materializes out of nowhere. And then they count it off like one, two, three, and then it disappears, like dematerializes. And it happens twice. So it wasn't like something flying by. They even, the scientist on the team runs in and checks the air traffic in the area. There was a plane which they matched with the air traffic, but there was nothing else, just that one plane. So this is, by definition, an unidentified object. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, that it's seen as being metallic and gray, and it's, we're seeing it as white, but that's also what Russ saw when him, him and his sister. Ah! It's almost like we planned it, Russ, but we didn't. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really cool because... You know, you, you've got this show and they're being so scientific. They're doing all these scientific experiments. And you have a bunch of people, um, some no doubt work at the ranch and believe in this thing and they've been physically affected by it. But there's a couple others on the team who have no, you know, dog in this race. They're just there to try to do science experiments and find out if there is something to that. And they all saw this thing materialize and they saw it dematerialize. It's a really quite compelling video, I think. I mean, what the hell could it be? And then the new owner talks about his experience, and he's got a great picture of what he saw already. Watch this. This is another good UFO picture. Stand by. That I could not do 
And that is very similar to what this team just experienced at Skinwalker. So I, I think the show is awesome. I think that was really compelling uh, UFO uh, footage. Yeah, very. They they look similar, almost like they're they're made of light as opposed to being something material. When when you see them like that. Um, Russ, what are your thoughts? Does that look familiar to your experience at all? Yeah, the silver. The th the two things that approached the Falcon earlier at the their quick um, approach, and then they kind of trying to get a focus on it. That yeah. was very similar. It's just that kind of reflective round orb or ball, if you want to call it that. And then um, just the way it kind of almost touched and then shot out of sight was just, that was, if it would have just kind of kept going and hit the soil and disappeared, fine. You know, it's so far right. away, I would have just thought, okay, they're balloons and they popped. Right. But they shot off to the left was really, really wild. And, 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 and Ronnie, oh, go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's very unique, too, where you're seeing three objects almost connected, moving together yeah. in a wheel, which is uh, a biblical reference to a lot of UFOs, a wheel within a wheel, kind of, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, it, and, there wasn't any pattern to it. It was just kind of weirdly dancing around each other and gone. And Ronnie and I say it all the time on this podcast, like, you, you, you can't also account for the person's experience their feeling about it and your sister clearly had some you know what i mean so and those people i wish i had the right i wish i had another clip with of them actually seeing it um because you can hear them you know all going like whoa whoa um as a matter of fact let me just search for it you guys talk amongst yourselves i would like to find that particular clip so hey ronnie where'd you get that poster yeah. man <laughs> this one uh yeah, that's sweet travel channel Tell, oh, give us, tell us a story that none of us saw. Tell us a behind the scenes that you can without getting in trouble. I want Expedition Bigfoot dirt, like something we didn't see that's funny or fun or behind the scenes. Give us a little access. Go. You want to talk about the bear spray? Talk about the bear spray. Oh, my God. This is, this is good. All right. I'm, uh, do you want me to? I, I, yep. Yes. All right. So I've got, I've got my camera guy, one of the – I can't imagine a better camera guy for me. I mean, this guy is army trained, just tough, tough, great camera guy. But we're cruising through the forest, and I kept smelling the smell of mountain lions. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. So when you're smelling mountain lion all the time, and you keep traveling for miles at a time, and you still smell a mountain lion, then you know that they're circling you. They're close. So I take yeah. my bear spray out of my uh, off my backpack. Because I figure if something happens, you can always get to, get your backpack off, get your bear spray, and deploy it if it, if it, something gets close. Well, we were getting into some thick stuff, so I knew I had to have it available. So I'll put it on the front of my belt with my backpack. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I, I don't even have to take out my backpack. I just reach down and grab it, you know, and spray it. So we, get, we got several miles of this, and then finally, we finally got to a road, and got a a, uh, a four-wheeler it's a side-by-side -side with four seats on it or only two seats on it and it's got that little box in the back where you can climb in the back it looks like a little baby pickup truck and it's got a <laughs> roll cage around it so the the guy driving brings uh the medic with him and uh the guy that brought the jeep brought a medic with him okay so the jeep driver the medic and my camera guy all get in the front seat of this this uh, four-wheeler 
And me, I think, okay, I'll just climb in the back. This is where I want to be. So I oh, take no. out my backpack, throw it in, and I grab hold of the rail above me, and I pick up my feet, and I swing myself in to sit down, and I'm facing the front just like the rest of them. So think about what happens to the body when you do that. Your knees come up, and your, your big fat belly compresses <laughs> into whatever might be hooked on the front of your belt. And I sprayed all three of these guys in the back of the head with my pepper spray, <laughs> this poor wheeler. <laughs> I become the least popular guy on site in a heartbeat. Oh my God. Oh, funny. That's amazing. How were you, was it the beginning? Like how far into the, into the shoot were you? Oh, it was, it was a week or so in. It was just uh, one of those things where, and the problem with that is what spray didn't get out filled my front pocket. So think about that. Oh, oh, We couldn't get to the water fast enough, and the oh, water doesn't yeah. help. A lot of screaming. A lot, a lot of bad words, actually. Yeah. Of, I have some of it on film, but I can't, I'm not allowed to show it. <laughs> I love it. That's what I came here for. That oh, type of insider access. I love it. Oh, um, well, we do have to go because we have a hard eight out. That's it. Oh, you do. Um, we will continue to try to bring you these episodes from home. Everybody's in a different place. It's not the usual smooth Monsterland experience, but we are trying our best. The Patreon page is being uh, almost ready to launch, right, Ronnie? We're very close. Yeah, I'm, I'm just laughing at your smooth comment because I don't think any episode's ever been smooth. Uh, hello. <laughs> Guys, I want to tell you thank you for having me on the show. I, am, I appreciate being brought in on the second half of it. Very interesting stuff. A lot of fun. We, we love, love it, you. Russ. You're awesome, yeah. man. And uh, thank you for setting the record straight and doing what you do. And everybody pray that uh, we get on the other side of this thing and that we can be at your conference and all hugging and at a bonfire and doing what we do, talking Bigfoot yeah, seriously. and uh, being a brotherhood mm-hmm. and a sisterhood. That'd be great. All right, guys. I'm going to let you guys shut out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the meeting here. Take care, guys. All right, buddy. Thank Bye. you, Russ. Later. See ya. Well, Ronnie, another Monsterland, a little different. That was uh, fun. I'm not good at producing and hosting, but I think we did you, all right. You did. You're amazing. You're a multitasker. It's hard, man. You're awesome. I don't like pressing buttons. <laughs> That's my former producers to say. Um, uh, we had a couple, one or two leftover Monster voicemails. Let's save those for next time. Okay. I think... Uh, we're going to do a little more Bigfoot coming up. Are we going to do what we've been promising for a very long time? And no, I'm not talking about Ronnie's ectoplasm. I'm talking um, about, yes. although that's coming. That's coming. Yes. Ooh, let me rephrase. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Uh, um, yes, I think we, we need to set that up. I'm working on, on another interview too. Okay. Uh, all, all kind of Bigfoot focus the next Okay. Yes. So we're trying if, to get that locked up. If you if you're a monster who's been with us for a while or you've binged, you remember our Ohio incident when we got what we believe stalked by a couple of Bigfoot. I only yeah. saw the one strange anomaly and felt the one, but they felt Bigfoot on either side of us. Then we anyway we played audio of that night, and they the also two, had a visual of something coming out of the woods that uh, correct Doctor Foster drew, which. Oh, really? She drew it? Yes. Did I ever yeah. see that drawing? Yes. Oh, yes. Holy shit. All right. All right. So we're, we're with Dr. Foster and Jeff Byers. Um, 
we want to have them both on this in this format um, so we can play that audio again, talk about it, and then see what they've been up to. I think Jeff alluded to having some more hotspots that he has and wants to tell us about. So that'll be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Anything you want to say as we part? No, it was great to get Russ you, on. You, you know, give the final word on the whole Bob Gimlin thing. You wrap it up. Well, yeah, you know, I think that it's just interesting where this came out of, um, and I've heard rumors that this has been talked about before, that it's kind of been brought up again. Uh, but when you're talking with someone that actually has the footage and actually sees that there's been manipulation and people just are quick to jump on the bandwagon of uh, this happened without any type of uh, digging into it. And evidence is, is uh, it's, it's a bit depressing because we had a chance to actually meet Bob and the guy has a heart of gold. He's, he's amazing. And uh, once you start talking to him, you just can, you just can tell that the fabric of his being is not one to be one hoaxing or anything like that, but also this whole massacre crap is just, is, is, beyond i i can't even i laughed at how quickly it, it spread though but what concerns me is how it's affected bob and how it may have that sucks may have pushed him to the point where he's not going to do any events or conferences anymore that this is why we can't have nice things people right so pretty sad you know what it reminds hey, me hey producer dave just chimed on we're done buddy so uh you Sorry, we got yeah. a hard i just want to say one thing on what ronnie said about you know, like we can't have nice things. And these people, as, as these are Russ's words, in basements. Because, hey, I got nothing against people in basements. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm in a basement if you're not watching. Same, same. Uh, it reminds me of an old SNL bit. Producer Dave, you'll, you'll remember this, I bet. It was okay. when uh, William Shatner, Captain <laughs> Kirk, went to a Star Trek convention. Oh yeah, and Get he was the keynote. Yeah, and he was the keynote speaker. And he gets up and he's like, "I know many of you have come from so far away, and you're huge fans of the show. I just want to say one thing to you here today: Get a life, will you, people? You've <laughs> you've turned something I did as a as a lark for a few years into a into a colossal waste of time. Colossal, you colossal waste of time. <laughs> yeah, you have you ever kissed a girl? I didn't think so. <laughs> as Russ was talking about these people who have made up this uh, Bigfoot massacre, that's all I could think of. You know, like, what are you doing? The Patterson Gimlin film is, come on, man. And, and again, if you believe in it, fine. If you want to do that, fine. But just be nice. Don't attack an 88-year-old man in a mean way. Oh, there it is. Producer Dave. Well, I wonder if you could settle a bet for me and my friends, sure. okay? Um, <laughs> like, when you um, left your quarters for the last time and you, you opened up your safe, um, what was the combination? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, having received all your letters over the years, and, 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 and I've spoken to many of you, and you get a life, will you, people? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean for, for crying out loud, it's, it's just a TV show. <laughs> I mean, look at you. Look at the way you're dressed. You, 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 you've turned an enjoyable little job that I did as a lark for a few uh, years into a colossal waste of time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how old are you people? What have you done with yourselves? You, you, you must be almost 30. Have you, have you ever kissed a girl? There it is. Oh, I, I didn't think.
that's that's it. That's what these people have done through <laughs> Patterson and Gimlin. Uh, congratulations, everybody. Oh, man. Fantastic. All right. For uh, Producer Dave, for my partner, friend Ronnie LeBlanc, and the woman who is uh, sticking things into his ear, the lovely Amy. Oh, my God. They're making a... Oh, Not my. safe for work. <laughs> I told you it gets weird at Monsterland. Uh, until next time, stay monstrous, everybody. Stay safe. We love you. See you. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. But if you are so inclined to kick my ass, cool.